So the following episode that you are going to listen to is actually me being a guest on the other side of weight loss with Karen Martell. Karen and I met, we clicked, we are total soul sisters. So we had the opportunity to jump on each other's podcasts. And hey, the more information we can give you guys, the better. So I wanted to share just in case you're not subscribed to her podcast yet. And if you're not, I highly suggest that you do so. The Other Side of Weight Loss with Karen Martell. She gives such great information on there. And this is the chat that we had when I was a guest on hers. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? It's really interesting. And it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi-talented, multivitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God, it just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant and I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the Baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the superberry acai and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic Baobab fruit pulp. It's that easy because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation and helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now, I know it's not touted for that, but when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake you'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy at controlling your appetite. And with the Baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's It's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. These ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, the antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymama.com. Look for Baobab powder. Enjoy. Are you sick of hearing me talk about Young Goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them. And I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great. 
and I'm 50, it's going to be Young Goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect collagen boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles, Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD boosting powers to it, which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the Hyperbaric Mask at night. I put that on. Oh my gosh, it just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin. I use the ProCare Serum. This is an anti-aging serum. It's senolytic meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the adaptogenic cleanser. I use the amplifying essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare. Overall, Bio-C peptide spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference in your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from, from a family owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to, use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy, you will notice a difference in your skin. I think the more information you have, the better. Welcome to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Horneman, functional medicine practitioner, functional nutritionist, and thyroid and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, then let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I've got my soul sister in the house with me. <laughs> uh, this lady reached out to me a couple of months ago and just said, hey, I love your podcast. I also have a podcast. Would love to do an exchange. I started listening to her podcast. It's so fantastic. Her name is Dr. Amy Horneman. She is a certified functional medicine expert on a mission to optimize thyroid patients around the world and give them their lives back using scientific elements of nutrition and functional medicine. Amy's journey is one of pain to purpose after her own experience of insufferable symptoms while preparing for a national figure competition. She set out to find answers to why her body was rebelling against her. Coming from a past of fitness modeling, figure competitions, and powerlifting meets Amy knew how her body should be responding and it didn't involve a 20-pound weight gain and debilitating fatigue. 
Through a series of misdiagnoses followed by improper t- treatment, Amy changed her trajectory from the fitness world to the functional medicine world as she set out to help others who were on the same medical roller coaster, which I know we can all relate to. She knew others were suffering from the same set of frustrations as she experienced. Amy now consults with people around the world. She examines all factors that tie into thyroid dysfunction and thyroid symptoms and treats the person from top to bottom to give them their lives back. So welcome my friend, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm so, I'm just so happy to be on and talking to you again. And we totally are soul sisters. We just clicked. We did. We have so much in common. Like even our thyroid profile, Amy and I have very similar thyroid profiles. And I haven't met a lot of women out there that are similar to what I've got going on. So it was nice to meet you and just listen to your podcast. You taught me things and you're brilliant and you really understand thyroid, which is so rare, Amy. You know that. Thank you. Thank you for that. It is rare. It's it's unfortunate that it's rare, but it is rare. Even yeah. in the functional medicine world. Even in the are... functional medicine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I always tell people you have to find somebody. You can't just go to a functional medicine practitioner and think, you're going to be golden now. All things are going to be well. You have to find somebody that knows the thyroid. Yeah. I was recently at my naturopath's office and she's amazing and she's really open-minded. And she actually had a student, like a girl that was mentoring under her that just got out of naturopathic school. And so I'm in there and I'm telling them all about my thyroid and my history of my thyroid and reverse T3. And this is what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And, And at the end of it, my doctor turns to the girl and says, do you have any questions for Karen? (laughs) And she goes, I cannot believe what you just taught me. She's like, I was not taught any of that in school. And this is a girl that just got out of naturopathic school. So it just, it blows my mind how much people just don't know. So Let's start, Amy. I, your history is one that I've actually talked to a not, or worked with a number of women that were in fitness competitions and post-competition, they suddenly gained all this weight and they were trying to go back to doing what they were doing to get ready for that fitness competition. And it was like their metabolism had broke and it was their thyroid. And so explain what happened in that time. Why did, why did this trigger your hypothyroidism? Yeah. So I, that's funny. I use broken metabolism all the time because yeah. that's literally what it felt like, like something was broken in me. So we're going back, I mean, 20 some years and I was doing fitness and figure competitions, which, and, and fitness modeling. So for anyone that knows you have a pretty strict diet and, and exercise regimen. And sometimes it's 12 to 16 weeks long. So you are, you have your diet plan written out. It's very, very boring. It's especially back then, you know, the bodybuilding world, it was fish and chicken and asparagus and broccoli and no fat and oatmeal every morning. Right. So eat six times a day to keep your metabolism up. (laughs) So I was doing that, you know, in my twenties and before, you know, pre thyroid issues, it worked and I would diet down. I get ready for a show, but inevitably I am not one of those teeny tiny little women that walk around skinny all the time. My family naturally gains weight. I have diabetes in my family. So I would I would have to work my ass off to get down to step on stage for that one moment in time or in front of the camera for the one moment in time. 
And then inevitably my weight would come back up. I was kind of used to it. So I go, you know, down 20, up by 10 or 20, and then down 20, up by 10 or 20. So I was kind of used to that yo-yo, but it wasn't good for my body whatsoever. Total stress on the body, complete and total stress on the body to do that over and over and over again. So here I am getting ready for one of the, the many figure competitions that I was prepping for, and I was gaining weight instead of losing. You know, and I mean, it wasn't just like two weeks in, oh, I'm gaining, I'm not doing something right. It was literally like I was gaining, gaining, gaining. At the 20 pound mark, I stopped getting on the scale because I was pissed. Yeah. I went to six different doctors. They all look at me. They point to the BMI chart. They say, just, you know, eat less and exercise more. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to the gym <laughs> twice a day. You know, this is what I'm eating, doc. Here it is. Eating chicken breast and broccoli. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was ready to scream. Well, I did cry in my car. So that's mm-hmm. after the six doctors said you're normal. And, you know, of course they tested TSH and maybe somebody tested TSH and free T4. I don't remember, but I kept getting your normal, your normal, your normal. Finally, the sixth doctor feels my throat, says swallow. And she goes, oh, you have a goiter. So of course, but then it was, here's some Synthroid. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Well, at least I had a diagnosis. So, you know, yippee, somebody at least told me you're not crazy for being tired and gaining weight and your hair falling out. Here's here's what's wrong. Here's actually what's wrong. Okay, cool. Then five months down, I'm like, this isn't working. This T4 only thing is not working. So I went back to that doctor. I said, you know, um, this is way before I got into functional medicine, way, way, way before, but this is the journey that brought me there. I went back to that doctor. I said, you know, I've been researching and here's this T3 thing. And it seems like these two work really well together. How about we try it? She goes, no, I don't do that. I go, well, I'm going to find somebody who does. So that's how I found my functional medicine practitioner who knew the thyroid, became my mentor. And then we went through that journey of getting me on the right medication, getting me optimized. And that's how I went down this path. Yeah. And, yeah. and thank goodness you did, because now I look at how many people that you're helping, right? I always think that I, I went through hell, but then I think now I get to help others because like we said earlier, there's just not enough people that really understand thyroid. And you have a similar history in the sense that, yes, you, okay, you first started on T4, which I think so many of my thyroid listeners will really get that where you get so happy that you got this diagnosis and you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to take this Synthroid and it's going to be the magic bullet and the way it's going to come off and I'm going to finally feel better. And they feel better for a few weeks and then it tanks. And it's just this, you know, when you go back to the doctor, I still don't feel well. My hair is still falling out. I'm still overweight. They increase your Synthroid. And it's just, it goes on for years, for a lifetime for some women. And so yeah. you went then from, you you got onto the desiccated mm-hmm. thyroid, T4, T3, and then that stopped working. So what happened there? Yeah, I mean, I got a good three years out of it. Um, so I am a, a T3 only candidate. I, I am on T3 only. I have been for years. I've been optimized on it for years. And, and how we got there, I mean, people have different journeys to get to, to that realization that they need T3 only, if, if they do, if you do. But mine was armor, armor, armor. We kept going up in the armor. It worked for a little bit. Some of the weight came off. And then everything reversed. It was like somebody put the car in reverse. 
and we tested my reverse T3. That was elevated. Why that happened three years after, and I had stopped competing. I had maybe moved into powerlifting at the time, which there's no really strict dieting. I, I, I did cut water for a couple of meats and whatever, just to make weight, but there wasn't that rigid, strict, crazy deprivation dieting that went on with powerlifting. But I think the years and years and years of stress of yo-yo dieting, and it is a stressor on the body, hands down, said it before, all those years of stress just tanked my ability to convert T4 to T3. Like the body did it for a while. And then it was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore. So we went off of the armor onto, like many of you, you, know, you try the, the synthetic blend. So now you're on brand Synthroid or Tyrosent and, and T3. And I was even on brand T3, Cytomel. And it just wasn't working. So we kept dropping the T4 and I would feel better, but not quite, not quite there yet. And then finally, my functional medicine practitioner said, what I say to some people too, just take out the T4. Let's see how you do. I mean, I was only on 25 micrograms of T4 at the time. Took that out, felt better. And a couple of times I would actually like throw it back in just to see. Same. Because you, you naturally think more is better. Yeah. More thyroid hormone must be better. I'll lose more weight if I have more thyroid hormone. Well, if you're not converting T4 to T3, that T4 will put you in reverse again. So every time I would add back in those 25 micrograms of T4, weight would go up, symptoms came back. It's like I was dropping back into hypo. So I am truly through even trial and error and proof of reverse T3 being elevated, a T3 only candidate. Yeah. And I think this is so key for all of you ladies to really get, because it's not talked about often, the, the reverse T3, the inability to convert T4 to T3. So if you are a person that is on armor or on some sort of desiccated thyroid and you still don't feel well and you've increased your dose and you might feel good for a little bit, but then you start to feel unwell again, please don't stop there. It is a sign that you are likely a T3 only candidate. And you need to find a practitioner that is comfortable with that because there is a lot of misinformation about T3 only therapy. My personal doctor, she heard that my naturopath had put me on 50 micrograms of T3. And she said, are you kidding? She said, you're over, you're taking more than 25 micrograms. You're going to have a heart attack. I am currently yeah. at 75 micrograms. I have gone all the way up to 150 micrograms, as has Amy as well. Isn't that right, Amy? Yep. I am on 150 micrograms. I split dose at 75, 75, so twice a day. I'm one of the lucky ones that I can tolerate it. I do not get jittery. Many people, if they were on that high of a dose, would have to multi-dose, um, but I don't, so... Yes. Yeah. And so finding some, cause most, if, if all of you ladies, if you'd gone to your, if you go to your doctor, doctors, a lot of functional medicine practitioners, they would crap their pants if they heard how much T3 Amy and I take. But like she said, there's no jittery. We have zero signs of hyper. Our labs would show, would, if somebody just looked at our labs, they would think that we're hyper. Yeah. We're not. You know, when you're hyper, your heart's pounding out of your chest, you're going to have diarrhea, you're going to be super skinny, you're going to, you don't feel well, you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. That's not us, Amy. No. Yeah. I always say that. You know when you're hyper. Don't don't let the lab value tell you you're hyper. You know when you're hyper. Yeah. And you don't want to be there. Oh, it feels absolutely horrible. Not that I've actually even felt it, but I can imagine what that would feel like. Just listen to your body. If you don't feel like you're on the right medication, don't stop there. I think that that's such an important message to get through. Now, how many people in your practice, Amy, are you seeing that do well on Synthroid only? Is there any? I used to say like one out of 10. Now I've I've changed that to like one out of a thousand. Every so often I'll get that one person. They're like, (laughs) no, I'm doing great. I'll be like, wait, really? Oh yeah, no, I'm on T4 only and I'm great. I'm like, really? Are you sure? (laughs) Because I don't believe you. Um, It's about one out of every thousand that that does well on T4 monotherapy. Yeah, Yeah. I would say the same for sure. I don't even know if I've met anybody yet. Most people, even if they felt okay on T4 only, they feel better when they get a little T3 in there too, right? Yes. So let's talk about what the labs are telling us, because as we know, and I've talked about this a lot in the past on podcasts, which is a lot of, most doctors will only look at TSH. Now, how often, Amy, are you seeing, like, how often do you see that TSH is actually reflecting the thyroid problem? Hardly ever. I mean, really, only when it's elevated. So if you're coming in with a TSH of a 10 or a 20, I've had a patient with TSH of a hundred, obviously you are hypothyroid. We can kind of go by that and go, oh my goodness. Okay. But we still look at the free T3, free T4. We check your antibodies. We check your reverse. We still look at everything else, but the TSH is like screaming. But if you, once you start someone, especially on T3 therapy, now this can, TSH can become suppressed on T4 only. It can, but especially once you add in that T3, TSH is going to go down. I've even had some doctors use TSH with patients with thyroidectomies. And I'm like, um, can we break out the medical books again? Because <laughs> if there's no thyroid to stimulate, why are we dosing and diagnosing on TSH alone? It doesn't even make sense. So, I mean, I'll glance at the TSH, but what I really want to see is free T4, free T3, reverse T3. And yes, let's check your antibodies, you know, know whether or not you have Hashimoto's or not and go from there. Yeah. And do you, like, I, I read a lot in the literature that majority, not majority, but the, the biggest cause of hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's. I don't see that in my own practice. What are you seeing? Well, I think the, I, Yes, you're right. The The data shows us that around 90% of all hypothyroid cases are autoimmune related. They are Hashimoto's. But the problem is, is that many patients will go for years, decades, and never have their antibodies tested. So once we get them on T3, and maybe they were on T3, but they're not on enough, and then they come to see me, or maybe they've even been on T4 for decades, the antibodies can drop down, especially if they've implemented a gluten-free diet. You know, they've really done that kind of work on themselves. I mean, the antibodies can be at zero and not reflect the Hashimoto's. And then you do have the other group that, you know, they've just tanked themselves through years of yo-yo dieting, through extreme stress. There's so many other factors that will actually cause the thyroid itself to just say, I'm not going to work well anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I really find that it's a real mix. I'm seeing so many different 
types of hypothyroidism and causes of the hypothyroidism. It can go off in so many different directions. And it's really important, I think, for people to figure out the cause or try to figure out a root cause to maybe why they've got the thyroid issues. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And we know EBV, Epstein-Barr virus, that's a big, you know, root cause trigger. Um, and we'll see, we'll see Hashimoto's express itself after pregnancy, perimenopause, menopause, you know, death of a loved one, you know, any kind of that, that extreme stress that just flips that switch. And then that hypothyroidism presents itself, whether it's hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, that stressor flipped the switch. Mm-hmm. Now, what about lab ranges? Do you try to get to a certain place in your lab ranges or are you going more mostly by symptoms? What are you doing? A little bit of both. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you, let's take free T3, for example, we want you in that upper quadrant and meet some people even do better over the the standard lab value range. So, you know, here in the US, most ranges go up to 4.5-ish, 4, 4.5 for free T3. Well, I always say 3.5 or above is optimal. You might do great at a four. You might do better at a five. Maybe you're rocking at a six, but that doesn't mean that you're hyper. That's just your optimal. So we kind of have to pair the what the labs come back and say with, and how are you feeling? And that's the big missing question that so many docs don't ask. How are you feeling? What are your symptoms still? What has improved? What hasn't improved? And then we pair that all together and decide, you know, what, what medication dose you need and what is your optimal for your labs. Mm-hmm. I recently, just last week, had a woman who said, my doctor says my thyroid's fine. What do you think, Karen? She's in my membership group. Both her T, free T3 and free T4 were 0.1 away from being flagged. And she was told, and this is, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this and seen this on labs, where it's literally 0.1, 0.2, 0.3 away from being flagged as too low. Mm -hmm. And the doctors always say, you're fine. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important for everyone to hear that too, that if you're feeling hypo and you've got all these symptoms and you're thinking, "I, I think I'm hypo, but my doctor says I'm fine. And even though you've got the, all the lab, they actually tested all the right markers. Please listen to what Amy just said that, you know, you want to see it over, what did you say? 3.5? 3.5 or above or in yes. that upper quadrant, since all yeah. labs are, are a little bit different in their ranges. You want to be in that, that upper quadrant, that upper quarter. Uh, if you split up the standard lab value range, you want to be in that upper mark. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And whereabouts should the free T4 be in the TSH? So TSH, we kind of don't care, but optimal is below a two. And that's pretty much agreed upon across the board with all functional practitioners. And TSH has been debated for years. It used to go up to a 10, then it went down to a 4.5. Oh so we like it below a two. But at the same time, I really want to see you know, the, the free T3 and reverse T3 be optimal. Free T4 is kind of that iffy one. So we can say free T4, 1.5 or above. Uh, but I, I don't know about you, Karen, but my free T4 is in the tank because I don't take Same. it. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so <laughs> no, you have gone. to look. It comes down to looking at the person as an individual. Okay, 
what are your labs? How do you feel? What are you taking? And then it's like, oh, this makes sense. But you're right. I mean, you and I were talking before. If I just showed a doctor a picture of my labs without them talking to me or knowing anything or knowing the the type of med I'm on or the dose I'm on, they would die. They would say this person (laughs) is hyperthyroid. She probably has Graves disease. Oh my gosh, we got to get her in and radioactive iodine blast her thyroid out or take it out. No, 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 (laughs) wrong. So you have to look at the person as an individual and talk to them. You can't, you're, you're more than just the lab value. So the labs can reflect X, Y, Z. Then we have to talk to you and see how you're feeling. Yeah. And how about when it comes to weight loss, why is it so challenging when you have a suboptimal thyroid? The, meta- the thyroid's the master. It's the master. So it is literally driving everything in your body. So if your thyroid is low, I mean, the first thing we think of is weight, obviously. And, and then fatigue, energy goes down, ATP production in the cell goes down. Um, you know, your hair starts to fall out, but even muscles, like your muscles get, get achy and your joints get achy and your, your brain doesn't function well. So you get the classic, you know, thyroid brain. It, it literally, the thyroid controls every single cell in your body. And all of those cells have receptor sites on them for T3. So that's really what's needed. So if your thyroid is not optimized, it's suboptimal, however you want to say it, it's just those cells are not getting enough of what they need to fire, to function. Even your heart muscle, your your whole cardiovascular system needs T3. So let's think about it. The body is really smart, right? You don't get enough thyroid hormone. The body is going to say, I want you to survive. That's first and foremost. Survival is most important. So we need the heart to beat. We need, you know, respiration to occur. We need circulation to occur. Don't really care if you lose weight or not. That's not important for survival. Neither is your hair, by the way. So all of those systems will kind of take a backseat to survival. Once you get enough of the T3 into the cell, then everything works in, in harmony, you know, then, okay, yes, your, your brain is functioning, your muscles are firing, your heart is beating and your metabolism starts to come up slowly. Then you start to lose weight a little bit. Then your energy starts to come up a little bit. So it's just, I mean, the thyroid is the master gland period. I remember going on thyroid medication for the first time when I, and I went on our, our, our type of armor <laughs> up here, it's called Urfa in Canada. And it was a couple months of being on it. Then suddenly the weight just started to come off. And that was the first time in my life that I lost weight without any effort at all. <laughs> like none. Yay. It was just like, what? I've lost again. And I was eating more and I was able to eat foods that I normally couldn't eat. Like that would be mm-hmm. a food sensitivity or cause me inflammation or whatever. I was able to eat them suddenly and I was mm-hmm. still losing weight. And I was like, this is what it feels like to have an optimal thyroid. Yeah. And I know that you probably went through the same thing, didn't you? Yeah, oh, definitely. It's And it's such a good feeling when you, when you reach that point. Now we can override the optimization. I mean, believe me, I can... I can overeat myself into weight gain for yes. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But if I, if I just stay within the confines and I can live a life, like I can, 
Yes, I can have a gluten-free bun with my burger every once in a while. I can have the sweet potato fries. I can have, you know, I can have those random things here and there and still maintain my weight because my thyroid is optimized. So I have enough of a metabolism to to take care of that. I always tell my patients when I first start with them, your metabolism is like a wet pile of leaves. I, I always use that analogy. Literally, when your thyroid has been tanked for so long, It is like you have this big, heavy, ugly, wet pile of leaves that there's no way you're going to start a fire. You have to dry the leaves first. Then you got to make some kindling. Then you got to get a little spark and then the fire will begin. But that's a long process, right? So oftentimes I'll hear patients say like, well, I only lost a pound this month. I go, only? That's a win. (laughs) What were you doing last month? Oh, that's right. You were gaining five pounds by looking sideways at a brownie. So yeah, Yeah. your metabolism is slowly starting to just shine and come up a little bit. Yeah. You still have to eat well. (laughs) It's just what's great about it is when you find, when you put the efforts into eating well and exercising, you actually get the benefits out of it. Like a normal human being would. (laughs) Your body goes, oh yeah, we can lose weight. We have a functioning metabolism now. Rewarded for your efforts. Yeah. Yeah. And do you use the basal body temperature as a marker? I do. And I don't like it. So when people first start off on a new medication or an increase in medication, I do have them take their vitals for sure, because that does give us, especially if they aren't feeling well after two, three, four weeks, those basal temperatures, the heart rate, all that gives us definite feedback without having to go back to the lab and retest. So I do use it, but then like for me, someone who, who reaches that optimal and they're just coasting, I don't, I don't test myself anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've used it too for that just to find the right dosing basically. Yeah. And to really identify it too. Yeah. Right. To identify it and and to even help coach patients that are just starting on thyroid meds. Sometimes they'll say, "Uh, my heart is racing. And I'll say, well, look at your Apple watch, look at your Fitbit, take the, the pulse ox and check it. And they'll be like, oh, well, it's 70. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's me like sleeping. Okay. So because you were 50 and it wasn't an athletic 50, it wasn't because you're Lance Armstrong that your heart rate was 50. It's because you're hypo that your heart rate was 50. So now it's actually normal and you just feel like it's racing. So you're not going into a hyperthyroid state. It's just coming alive. Everything's coming up. Yeah. Amazing. And now, and I see you in, on your podcast, you've talked a lot about testosterone, which is a real new thing for me and how that relates to thyroid. So can you explain that connection? Definitely. So testosterone in women, it's just one of those things that's so overlooked, especially in conventional Mm -hmm. medicine. It's not often tested. If a woman goes in and says, I want a full hormone panel, they'll get estrogen because doctors think we only have estrogen as a hormone and then maybe progesterone, right? But testosterone (laughs) is often overlooked. It's so vital for libido, for putting on lean body mass, for burning body fat, for, for having energy, for having motivation to even go to the gym or even go outside and take a walk. But how it relates to the thyroid is we're finding that low testosterone levels actually put you at an increase for Hashimoto's. So let's say you have that genetic predisposition for Hashi or for an autoimmune condition. And then, you know, we always talk about three-legged stool. So there's always that one leg that's that trigger. So having low testosterone will be one of the triggers that will flip that switch. And then Hashimoto's presents itself. And, you know, sometimes people go, well, why, why now what's going on? Why now 
It could be low T. The other thing that happens is if your thyroid isn't optimized, remember the thyroid's the master, so it's controlling everything, it will drop all of your hormones, but as it drops your testosterone, now you have that, it's like the like dual symptoms. So you have weight gain because your thyroid's low, you have weight gain because you have no testosterone. You have fatigue because your thyroid's low. You have fatigue because you have no testosterone. You have low libido because your thyroid's low. You have low libido because you have no testosterone. So now it's just kind of feeding itself. So we need to get women, especially, I mean, men across the board. I mean, we're, we're seeing an increase in low T for men, but, yeah. but women really need to check their testosterone levels and we want them optimal. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I think too, there's so many hormones because it's so common for women to get hypothyroidism even as they're going into menopause Mm -hmm. like that is it triggers it somehow so there's got to be you know a a connection with your progesterone and which i know that there is estrogen is kind of funny the studies show that in your fertile years estrogen too much estrogen can bind to thyroid globulin uh, that's you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so it'll, it, for those that are listening, it will bind to something that makes it so that your thyroid doesn't function as well. And so what, what the study showed was that bioidentical estrogen replacement though, in menopausal women, it didn't affect it, but I've, uh, it, that's kind of a controversy because then I've spoken with women that started on estrogen therapy and they did need to increase their thyroid. So there's definitely this, it's all works together and you have to Mm -hmm. be monitoring all of these things, your testosterone, your progesterone, estrogen, and your thyroid all together, especially when it comes to your metabolism. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, with testosterone, that's a, it plays a big role in metabolism for sure. Mm-hmm. Now we don't want to go too high because then, you know, if you have somebody that's kind of supplementing on the side with their own testosterone or they got off the street or whatever, then we see <laughs> elevated liver enzymes and then that's going to affect the thyroid. So it's all tied together, but we want to do it properly. You know, we, we can use bioidentical testosterone therapy to raise a woman's testosterone levels without getting into the androgenic side effects. Cause I think a lot of women hear us say that and they think, Oh no, I'm going to get facial hair and, and acne. No, we, we keep it at a level that's optimal where you're not getting into those high, 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 like bodybuilding levels of with the androgenic side effects. Where you're going to be growing a penis out of your clitoris. That's yeah. No, that's not good. That's not what you want. Yeah. Not what you want at all. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've been in that world. I've seen that happen. So yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so scary, isn't it? Oh, so I know that you really take a very holistic look at your patients. And so can you kind of walk us through what are the most important things that you think a hypothyroid person needs to address that is going to help them the most? So besides optimizing the thyroid, so we start there, we always start with the thyroid, but we do everything all at once. I mean, it's not like we, we just do your thyroid and then, you know, come back next month and we'll, you know, look at your insulin resistance. No, we do everything at once, but obviously we have to start with the thyroid because I always say we can improve your diet, could put you on the most perfect, pristine diet in the entire world and you can do it perfectly and I could put you on AIP, which is miserable, but I could, we could do it and you could do it forever. But if your thyroid isn't optimized, it's not going to work anyways. Yeah. So yeah. everything has to go together. So thyroid first, 
Then definitely the insulin resistance, because that goes hand in hand with thyroid problems. So I see, I would say 99% of my thyroid patients have insulin resistance. And of course, they're not being told that because they're getting their, their comp metabolic panel done. They're getting their glucose looked at. Okay. It's below a 99 or it's below a hundred, whatever the cutoff is in the labs. It's not marked with that little H next to it. And it's not red. So therefore you're fine. Well, we have to look at your glucose. I like that below an 86. And then we have to look at your, your actual fasting insulin and your hemoglobin A1C for insulin resistance. So we look at those insulin. I like below a six hemoglobin A1C. I like around a five, 5.1, maybe 5.2. But that's about as high as I'll go for A1C. So we have to look at that. That is a key factor because high insulin will prevent T4 to T3 conversion and it will prevent you from losing weight. So that's a big one that we get into all the sex hormones. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, pregnenolone, cortisol, looking at that diurnal cortisol, the four-point salivary, so we can see the pattern, and then all the different nutrients that affect thyroid. I mean, sometimes it's it's not as simple as, oh, we're just going to go up in your thyroid medication. We have to go, okay, is your, is, what about your zinc? How about your iron? Are you anemic? Is your ferritin low? Maybe that's why your hair is still falling out. So we have to look at all those nutrients and then obviously the nutrition piece too. And is there any one particular diet that you lean towards for hypothyroidism? You know, just if you have insulin resistance, we obviously have to go lower in carbs, but I'm, I think you and I have that same thought process and I do it with myself where you naturally, even if you are lower carb, come out of it, cycle out, you know, do a few days of paleo where it's higher carb, throwing in sweet potatoes, throwing in some fruit and then bring it back down. And then just kind of cycle through. I mean, some people with insulin resistance, they're going to need to be maybe a little bit lower, not total ketosis, but just lower carb. Like let's keep it under 50 total, not net. Mm. I don't get into the net stuff. (laughs) Um, Just total, you know, 50 grams. And then maybe, you know, on the weekend you go up to a hundred and it's all just clean, good food. And you just kind of cycle through that so that you can keep your your T3 levels up. You don't want to be low, low, low carb for long, 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 long time. But yeah, I really, I try to individualize, personalize the diet to each person and really kind of go with their likes and dislikes. I've had vegans. So then it's like, oh, you're eating a ton of carbs and a lot of inflammatory stuff. Please don't do the impossible burger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's <laughs> please, please loaded with soy and chemicals. Yeah. So like, you know, then we have to kind of tailor it to their belief system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. hundred percent. Okay. So everyone, you can get so much more information from her podcast, which I absolutely love. It's called the thyroid fix. So you can check that out. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So you can get a direct iTunes link to it or to her show on her website and whatever. I'll I'll link to to it somewhere. (laughs) And what else? You offer, you do a lot of one-on-one. So you do offer a free discovery session with people that are interested in working with you so that they can see if you are a good match. So how can people reach out to you for that? Yep. So if you go to my website at amyhorneman.com and click on book a call, you can schedule a free discovery call and we'll go over what's going on with you and how I work when I'm on with patients. I'm really into, 
you know, communication. I allow access to me because there's no way that we can meet just one time and you feel comfortable enough to go on your own and not have a question for a month. So yeah, I'm open to that ongoing communication, support, accountability for my patients. So yeah, just go to my website and click on book a call. I just, I actually put you as a reference inside my membership group in my thyroid section as only a very small select number of doctors that I say that understand thyroid and you're on that list now. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, I just, like, like we talked about, there's just not a lot of people that really understand it. And I just want everyone that has hypothyroidism or suspect that they have it, that they need to understand that a lot of people don't understand it and you need to get the proper help because your entire life can be affected by hypothyroidism. I know it. Mm-hmm. Dr. Amy knows it. So I know that you all know it. So just get the help that you need, do whatever it takes to get the help that you need to get a properly functioning, optimized thyroid, right? Yes. All right, Amy, thank you. I'm going to have you back again. So um, maybe maybe next time everyone, we can do a Q and A. So if you've got questions for Mm. Amy, you can send them in and we can have a part two of maybe a little Q and A. That'd be fun. That would be. All right. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Karen.